Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage a comedian that's doing so well. She's having to do her own intro from behind a concrete bollard at her own event. It's Alexandra Hanna. Promising Dumb Women! Um, I've even got notes and a clipboard that's branded so you know it's official. Um, So I just want to say thank you all so much for coming. We thought this would be maybe the three of us and Caroline's dog. So it's really nice to see all of you here. Um, And I just want to say that looking out at all of you, I can see that you are all so, so dumb. So thanks. (laughs) It's just great that you managed to find your way here. But obviously there's also a bar here, so that makes more sense. Um, And also, I can see quite a few penis owners in the room. So I want to give a round of applause for all the dumb men that came here tonight. (laughs) Or as they're now known, men. (laughs) Get a new PR, guys. Um, So uh, just in case you don't know, um, I'm Alex. Um, I'm the one that goes on about being single, Jeremy Corbyn, and recycling plastic on the show. Those are my three main selling points. Um, So, yeah, this is a collaboration between our podcast, uh, The School for Dumb Women. Give me a cheer if you've listened to the podcast before. Uh, Give me a a cheer if you haven't. It's fine if you haven't. Yeah, cool. Thank you, newbies. So, just so you know, um, Promising School for Dumb Women... Is, uh, is a podcast that came about where we worked for an unnamed women's media outlet and we were sick of seeing events for like smart women, like a panel for smart women. It's smart women's week. And then Hannah, Hannah said to me like, what about all the dumb women? And we were like, yeah, let's make something for all the thick people, you know? <laughs> so thank you guys for coming along. Um, and in the podcast, we each pick a subject, um, usually something that you're too proud to admit that you know nothing about. And we explain it to the other two. I would say factually, but facts are very much at the bottom rung of what we aim for in the podcast. Guys, it's very inaccurate. Um, So don't come here if you're willing to learn anything. Um, And it's also a collaboration between um, Caroline's new debut book. Yeah. Um, Called Promising Young Women. And then we're called The School for Dumb Women. So tonight it's called Promising Dumb Women. Yeah. That is a tongue twister after you've had four of those cocktails. Um, yeah, so it, it's actually really good. It's already been getting great reviews. Um, so good that we have it on good authority that Margaret Atwood is in a jealous rage. So we've had to up the security tonight in case she attacks Caroline. If you see her, please alert security. Um, uh, I'm, as, a, as a stand-up on the London uh, circuit, guys, that's the only time I'm ever going to be able to use Margaret Atwood as a punchline. So just let me have it. <laughs> Oh, by the way, it's also our first birthday. So, so many notices. Don't trust me to do this again. Um, so, uh, so a few house rules that I have to go through. Um, sorry, I have to sort of change the tone because we have to do these rules. Um, number one, um, if you see anyone, and I mean this, if you see anyone tonight thinking or being serious or saying the word problematic... You need to report them to bar staff immediately and they will be escorted from the premises because tonight is all about getting you guys drunk enough to buy one of Caroline's books. Um, So I'm going to introduce two women who I sit in a very farty studio with every two weeks. Um, It's producer extraordinaire and reincarnation of Queen Victoria, Hannah Varrow! Give her a round of applause! And right 
writer, dog owner, Irish person, and human woman, and now novelist, Caroline O'Donoghue! Yay! I don't know what happens next, I'm just gonna... Where do I sit? Oh, and this is the actual typewriter that Caroline wrote her book on. We've actually brought it in. Um, It's going to be in uh, the British Museum very soon, so that's exciting as well. Um, (laughs) Hannah's got some pretty high-tech intro gadget, I think. Yeah, I think so. Let's just see if it works. Can everyone hear that? Put it it closer, put it closer. Okay. Closer. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to episode 50 of The School for Dumb Women, which also happens to be our first ever live so, I'm your hostwoman. Feels morally conflicted about picturing the audience naked in a post-Me Too society. Hannah Bell. <laughs> that was good. First uh, mishap, but it's like the EastEnders Christmas Live episode. <laughs> Too many things. Um, with me is so show business she had booked a gig directly after this one. Actual professional comedian Alexandra Haddo. Thank you. Yeah, there's no business like show business, Hannah, because it's the only one that lets me have rage fits. Uh, and also, I've cancelled that gig to come and get pissed with everybody afterwards. So, cheers. Um, also with me is oh, well that's yeah, that's cool, good, good start. <laughs> Also with me is inappropriately using the disabled toilet, nervous, poor Caroline O'Donoghue. Thank you, everyone. My poos this week have been like the critical reception of my book, which is mixed. (laughs) Um, It's funny because it's true. (laughs) Now, Caroline, I don't want to spook what must already be a very haunted digestive system, but you have a reason to be nervously pooing more than normal. Is that right? Your debut novel, Promising Young Woman, has been out for two weeks, and in celebration, today's podcast is themed around it. Ooh, Um, it's almost like we planned it that way. (laughs) And weirdly, as Alex said before, the book is available in this actual bookshop, so that's Yeah, corporate synergy, everyone. Corporate synergy. (laughs) Um, Not only that, as Alex said too, today is also our first official birthday party. Yay! Yay! Yeah, we're doing this podcast for a year. Yeah, so, yeah, we're, we're one today, so um, if we shit ourselves later, that is why. That's our excuse. Um, and to celebrate, uh, we are going to be giving out prizes throughout the show to the biggest dummies. We really hope nobody is smart in here, otherwise we're fucked. Yeah, yeah. So, intro. In today's episode, we're going to be learning about <laughs> birthdays, urban legends, and agony aunts. And we'll have a trend report from Lucy Vine. Here she oh. is, in the flesh. Uh, we did call that segment On the Vine with Lucy Vine, but it hasn't kind of taken off, really. Has no, it? no, so it's just the trend report with Lucy Vine. Yeah. 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 Known for her beautiful book, What Fresh Hell, and also her bridesmaid's hair. This woman wakes up with bridesmaid yeah, hair. Yeah, it's insane. It's amazing. Just natural ringlets yeah. that flow down. Look at her! I'm going to scalp you later. Um, I think that's probably enough introing, right? Yeah, that's so much. Okay. That's three intros. Okay. We're fine. I would, I would do the jingle, but like we all saw how that went down. Earlier. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Maybe let's yeah. Um, yeah. So you're going to do your segment first, Hannah, and um, I don't know. Yes. You, I don't know what your segment is, but you today you are visiting me once a year, and you're making me feel ever closer to death. Are you my paramedic younger sister? Um, I really hope I'm not your paramedic younger sister because I am not medically trained. Um, in the slightest. Neither is she. <laughs> Joking. She studied really hard for years yeah. and makes me feel inadequate. Every time I go home. Cool. Carry on. Yes. So my segment this week is on birthdays. And that's not only because the School for Dumb Women turned one last week, as Ooh. I said. It's also because, Caroline, your book starts with a birthday. Oh, Okay. <laughs> this is really rude of me. Can you remember the opening sentence of your book? Yes, because it, the opening sentence of any book is the most rewritten sentence of anything you'll ever write in your entire life. So it's, um... Ooh. When the... Hang on. <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. No, it's when the company grew to over 200 people, each with their own birthday, each with their own birthday cake, they started to downsize. When I turned 25, I got a whole carrot cake. Now I am 26 and I have a cupcake. That is like 80% right. That's a good That a round of applause. That is really good. I mean, you did write it, but still. I think the office birthday is actually a really good opener um, because it strikes such a chord with people. Like, the office birthday is the most dreaded event probably of the whole year. Awful. Um, 
And it is, yeah, it's categorically the worst type of birthday. And there's a great scene because they sing happy birthday to her when she comes in. She gets a cupcake. They sing happy birthday to her. And then uh, Clem, who yeah. appears later in the book, um, sings, and she's a jolly good fellow. What? Breaking the rules. <laughs> office birthdays. What, what cake do you have in an office birthday? Colin, Colin the, the caterpillar. Why? Who like who sponsored that? Yeah. <laughs> How did M&S corner that market? <laughs> no, it's the exact form of like the sort of acceptable corporate quirkiness that is allowed. It's like M&S have sponsored corporate quirkiness. It's like it's not just your birthday; it's also a caterpillar. <laughs> and if you're very good, you get to eat the face or the arse. Yeah. <laughs> or you get some birthday, Percy yeah. pigs thrown in as well, and you have to be like, oh, there's a bowl of Percy pigs. Cool. Yeah. And some crisps. <laughs> Fine. We're all having fun here. We're all friends. Yeah. Also. Um, usually someone that's getting all the food and the cake like the intern or um, some assistant has to like walk in blatantly with the bags in full view of the person whose birthday is and the person has to be like oh what could be happening even though there's been like three birthdays that week and you're like please please no more cake I want to die yeah also I think there's there's never more eye contact within an office as when the person who's got the cake has got to get someone else to start singing with them so they're like, yeah like <laughs> fucking come on come on do it quickly happy <laughs> birthday oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, and there's never any matches as well. You have to run out and get no, no, no matches, smokes no. anymore. So it costs three quid to go yeah. down the corner shop. It's ridiculous. Um, and it's keeping the candle alight while you're doing the walk. So it's like happy. And I'm trying not to like blow out the candle while you're singing at the candle. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was your favourite birthday, guys? Oh, I don't know my favourite, but my most memorable was when I threw a 21st didn't tell my parents and then my dad had to leave in the middle of the night uh, stayed in a friend's house and his friend thought that he was leaving my mum <laughs> and he was like oh Peter what's wrong like I've never seen you past 8pm ever and he's just like daughter's birthday party and you're like right okay you're leaving you're leaving your wife um, and, and now they're divorced because <laughs> my father hates an awkward conversation no they're, they're very much together but yeah that was quite a doozy yeah, nice. My favourite birthday was when I turned six and we rented the function room at Brentford Leisure Centre. Oh. Yeah, it was Brentford are in. <laughs> I wore my uh, pink Minnie Mouse t-shirt and my cousin, who was 12, cool age, turned up <laughs> with my aunt because, you know, that's how it works. Yeah, yeah, 12, yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're yeah. gangster, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> What's um, your favourite birthday? Oh, my favourite birthday, well, I was going to say my 30th, actually, but um, on my 21st, I... Um, rented out a really nice cocktail bar and then I gave a speech and I was very drunk and then um, what I did Hannah was um, I flashed my boobs to everyone in the cocktail bar (laughs) in a really nice cocktail dress and that is a true fact and my friend described it as an old lady running onto a football pitch and streaking (laughs) that was the reaction of everyone at the party that's a true fact so some people in the audience were there They've just got over their PTSD and they've decided to come tonight. Sorry to them. Um, Yeah, the other thing that's weird about birthdays, like, it's just a weird idea, right? Like, a lot of stuff on this podcast, we're like, hey, that's a weird idea. Birthdays is one of them, definitely. Yeah. Um, Like, it's very mathematical. It's very kind of like, okay, on this day, you are older. Like, I think we should be able to choose when our birthdays are. And be yeah, like, yeah, when you're ready. And be like, yeah, I could turn 30 now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got, you know, I, I, I bought a rug. So. I bought a rug recently and I turned 30 two months ago. So I'm at that stage. Well, you were ready. I'm still a mess, don't that's, worry. That's so. good to know. By the way, I just love how there's people still browsing books while I'm talking about flashing my tits <laughs> on my 21st birthday. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Like, maybe Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky? He's a composer. <laughs> Tolstoy. I'm dumb, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Um, yeah, cool thing happens in Korea as well. This is a fact, everyone. We've got one of those tonight. Um, Who's got the fact gong that goes yeah. off once an episode? We did have a bell of academic clarity back at yeah. the beginning, but um, that left. Yeah, it just walked out like, angrily. Um, yeah, in Korea you turn one as soon as you're born. Oh, in Korea you turn one as soon as you're born because it still counts to like the time spent in the womb. Which is quite strange, yeah. And then um, everyone... Is that like, so your first birthday is actually your parents having sex? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then um, you turn a year older. Like, everyone turns a year older at the same time at the start of the new year. So everybody's birthday is on... Everyone's birthday is the same day. Yeah, the same day. And who gets the head of the column? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) 
they split up the head of the Colin? I have no, no idea how that works out. But that it's kind of so Korea. Oh. Makes sense, right? And it's like it also kind of happens um, a bit in China, Japan, Vietnam. It's kind of it's kind of an Asian thing. It's an East Asian thing, and um, yeah, it kind of makes sense. It's quite a, like collective thing to do, isn't it? It'd be like you don't get a birthday of your own. We all have a birthday. It's very communist. Together. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I bet Jeremy Corbyn has the Labour Party have their birthday on all on the same day. <laughs> You'll get one Colin and some jam from my allotment and that will be it. Sorry, I think we're six and a half minutes into this podcast and the Corbyn, cor- the Corbyn gone wrong. <laughs> Already. Hold tight for plastic. Um, oh, here's another birthday fact. The chance of sharing a birthday with someone in the room. Okay, so how many people were in this room? Like 70? 70? Maybe. It's quite a lot of you. 87. 87. 87 people in this room. Whoa. Whoa. And that's not the browsers. <laughs> 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 that that's one coming in right now. It's 88. <laughs> he's, go- he's gone. He's yeah. gone back. Down again to 87. Fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. You only need to have 23 people in one room for there to be a 50-50 chance of two people sharing the same birthday. Are we going to have a birthday off? Yeah. I mean, like, okay. Hands oh, up. Oh, there's two already. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. I don't know exactly who it is. And... One's called Ella, and the other's called Ellie, and they have the exact same birthday. <gasps> and they're just the same person. And that's freaky as hell. They are, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, my best friend, my housemate, and my other friend all have the same exact birthday as well. Are you sure that that's just their way of escaping you? Yeah. <laughs> We're doing a small private thing for our birthday this year, Alex. You wouldn't like it. It's for Please. June 27th yeah. only. <laughs> it's a very expensive week for me. <laughs> Dinner's alone. <laughs> Yeah, I always like it doesn't really happen anymore, but I remember in school when you shared a birthday with someone, you'd sort of be like, Yeah, all right, yeah, all right, you're a year older than me, but like, yeah, yeah, we share a birthday, yeah. I share a birthday with International Women's Day and Barbie. That's nice. <gasps> oh, birthday twin, and you, March the 8th. Guys, three, three of us, we've won. Um, oh, nice the, one. Uh, the School for Dumb Women has a podcast, shares a birthday with Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Yes. Amazing! That's really exciting. We're the us. third twin. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we totally are. Um, With okay, the same I want, success. <laughs> I want the audience to guess what the most common birthday date is. What any, in the world? Any guesses? Like out of the year? Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh, so oh we've got a show of hands. We've got a show of hands. Who's a very com- here. confident show of hands? Hello, sir. Of September. I'm thinking nine months after Christmas Day. <gasps> 26th of September. My God! Round of applause. That is amazing. Prize. Rosie, can you have a prize? Yeah, I don't know where they are. Okay, the prizes are somewhere. They're collect your prize at the end because we don't know where they are. <laughs> yes, you get one. Yes, Everyone can. gets one Everyone if you're gets born. A toad. Can I just ask uh, when? When's your birthday? Um, the 16th of March. Oh, okay. So oh, I, I thought I thought you were going to be like, yeah, because I'm born on that day and my parents yeah, yeah. had sex at Christmas. No, who has sex on Christmas oh, oh, Day? Yeah. <laughs> it's the least sexy day Wouldn't it on be Earth. Like boxing Day. Yeah. I boxing Day. Yeah. It's like I've let out my trousers three times today. Come and get me. <laughs> yeah. Also, you're just there with like your relatives. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For the guests of the 25th of September. Ooh, tote bag. You win. Yes, those are custom printed tote bags. Someone off Twitter made them for us. <laughs> <laughs> More totes to be won later, guys. Um, yeah, our podcast star sign is Gemini, which I think is really beautiful. Um, also, it means there's like twins, so who's the one left out? I feel like it's me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> Oh, and yeah, the Elsa twins. twins. Yeah. Exactly, they're Gemini. It all works out. So true. Yeah. Um, twins on twins on twins. A Gemini's strength is knowledge, which no, makes sense, ours. I think. Yeah. And our weakness is unrealistic expectations, which like, I think is ridiculous because, you know, the, the next 100 people are going to be turning up in any Yeah, exactly. Any exactly. So like, like, make some room. Yeah. So that's fine. Um, yeah, I so, think Dumb Women Empire would do fine. Yes, that's empire it. being this lovely room of ladies in a bookshop. Yeah. <laughs> but the best empire. <laughs> um, is, that, is, that, is that your segment? That's, that's, yeah, normally we just, I just cut it there. Um, <laughs> so. Oh, oh, thank oh. you so much. What could this mean? What is There's this? some room temperature white wine here. Room temperature wine in a plastic you. glass. That must mean it's time for the real life Women Who Code Mixer. <laughs> the next section. Mm. Can we sit? Yeah. <laughs> 
Women Thank you, Harry Harris, who wasn't here tonight for doing that jingle. Yeah, Harry Harris moved to Scotland, basically preventing him from ever doing any more jingles for us. So now when we have a new segment, and we're like, and it's Lucy Vine. No jingle. And I said, this really is room temperature white wine. The women who called Mixer. I'm really trouncing through these cocktails as well, so let's hurry this up before I'm incoherent. Um, yeah, if you're not familiar with the Women Who Code Mixer, this is the part of the show where we feign interest in something coding or tech related in the hopes that one day we'll wake up in the morning and be able to code. Yay! Um, so since we have a live audience this week, we've decided to really kind of distill what a Women Who Code Mixer means down to its most significant part. Oh, okay, like future-proofing our careers. Uh, No, it's the most important part of any career-enhancing mixer, as I think we all should know, is sitting around in a circle and telling everyone a kooky fact about yourself. Oh, yeah. That's so true. That's the only reason I go to any event, yeah. Yeah, there's not probably room for us to do a big circle here, which is why we've been collecting your dumb facts. Yeah. Um, where's where's, where's, oh, where's, where's the, the bin? <laughs> We're going to pick pick one each. This is the uh, this is symptomatic oh of the podcast that they oh thank oh. you <laughs> that they all went into a a bin. So yeah, so the good. best tum, the best dumb facts are going to win a tote bag basically. <gasps> um, so I hope they've been good. <laughs> and there is no chance okay. we're getting through all of them. So <laughs> Alex, do you want to start? Um, yeah. Okay. So um, this person's written three, so they're very dumb. Um, they've said. Um, Number one, I thought Torquay was in Spain because it sounds Spanish. <gasps> I thought that too! Did you? Yes! <laughs> Same with Swansea. Swansea sounds really glamorous if you separate it from Wales for a minute in your head. <laughs> you mean Swansea. if you take away all the characteristics of Swansea, yeah. Um, number two, I've broken my wrist and elbow trying to do a scissor kick to... <laughs> to I've had the time of my life. <laughs> And number three, I bit into a stink bomb because I thought it was a fizzy cola bottle. No. Who is this person? Oh. Show yourself immediately. It's, um, it, I, it's, she's written her name. It's Rachel Fowler. Rachel Fowler, you foul oh, bitch. <laughs> you get a free oh, no, tote, no, no. Rachel we Fowler. Find, we have to see if the other, to- if the other facts have won first. Oh, oh sorry. Well, Rachel Fowler's already won. Great. Oh, well, don't take it away from her because that's cruel. <laughs> that's fine. Okay, this fact is... Why aren't there any men, husbands, fathers, on the race for breast cancer bad? Unless I've what? read that wrong. Bad. I was in that... that Why that's aren't a, there any fathers and brothers on the, on the race, race for breast, breast cancer, cancer That's a very good point. Bad. I just like the point. Yeah. 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 It like, should be. Yeah. Yeah. Feminism. Yeah. yeah. Into it. Hannah, this is one straight from your own heart. I always imagine dry cleaning being like dry shampoo. Dot, dot, dot. Is it not? <laughs> <laughs> like, not even sure if that's a dumb thought, being like, half sure this is an okay thing to think. Am I wrong? I don't think, yeah, I think that's quite a clever, like, analogy. I think that's Yeah, fine. that's pretty good. Yeah, so I did a segment on dry cleaning um, a few months ago. I don't know. You glamorous bitch. Yeah. <laughs> But it was kind of all about how, like, uh, American sitcoms have made us think that when we grow up, we're going to be dry cleaning all the time. And there's yeah. going to be, like, meat cutes in the dry cleaners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I've not dry cleaned anything ever. So yeah. we've been lied to. 45% of friends was just them getting their dry cleaning, I yeah. think. Yeah. <laughs> or, or what was them? The Ross had an affair with someone from, like, the printers? I know, the, um, the uh, Z- Xerox girl. The Xerox girl! Yeah. Who would that girl be in modern society? Yeah. yeah. An event organiser at Waterstones, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> Who could it be? Oh, I, oh god who won that one who was who was the I think the person who put three facts instead of one probably yeah that was Rachel who I don't know in real life but I do really well done everyone you've all participated in you're now a woman who code now yeah okay. you're all women you just code. learned how to code yeah exactly you coded your way into our hearts you can definitely get a ten grand pay rise by saying a dumb fact in front of a panel <laughs> um, it's, it's my topic now yeah seamless Seamless. So seamless. Who wants to intro me? Because it's you on the script. (laughs) (laughs) You're not looking at the script. (laughs) Alex. (laughs) I've completely forgotten what your segment is because of pre-show nerves. What's your fucking segment? It's uh, from your book, which I've also forgotten to bring up. (laughs) Alex, I heard you did a poo in a bag. There we go. (laughs) 
and left it on the last person you slept with's head or something. Yep. Is that true? Uh, yes, it is. No, it's not, because it's an urban legend. Um, and I was supposed to... Uh, but you know what? Actually, I've memorised the page, so I can read you the second out in Caroline's book. There's a little bit where she talks about an urban legend in the book... Um, and I'll read you out a very small paragraph because then you'll be like, whoa, I really want to read that book. What is it? And but I'll be like, like well, wow, it's literally the, the point of this in the event. bag, right? Everyone yeah. knows the poo in the bag yeah, urban legend. Exactly. Half it of is. you are nodding. The men are not nodding, which means yeah. this is a female-specific yeah. legend. Okay, so um, Jane Peters, the main car- character in Caroline's book, um, I'm just going to read you one paragraph. Um, she's sleeping with an older man and she says, um, I shrug. He starts slotting bread into the toaster. Oh. Um, <laughs> I answer his question silently to myself because even though I love being with you, I can't sleep when you're there because the idea of being unconscious next to you unnerves me because sharing a bed with you reminds me of a story I once heard about a woman who bought a snake and when that snake started stretching out its long, limbless body next to her, it never occurred to her once that it might be thinking about eating her. Has everyone heard this urban legend? Yeah! yeah. It's the best one! Yeah. It's the best of all the legends. So uh, basically what I've done is do a quick sweep on actual snakes which are disgusting. Um, and then I'm going to talk about urban legends, which are very interesting. Um, I've done what um, I've done. I've done something like really original, guys, um, for this uh, live event in which I've Wikipedia'd snakes, <laughs> and I've sort of picked out the highlights. So random, right? I never do that for every single episode we ever do. Um, so um, snakes are like snakes are basically really disgusting. Like none of their body works in any of the ways that it should. They only have one of each organ. Like they have one lung. Um, and their heart can move around their body so they can accommodate eating big things. They're really disgusting. And also their eyelids are transparent um, and they remain permanently closed. So, like, even if they're asleep, they've got their eyes open. Um, So the eyelids are just like an extra kind of shield that does nothing. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, And uh, they also molt, so, like, they shed their skin and that's to, like... I don't know, keep them looking young, no, whatever. Okay. We all do that, that's all right. Yeah, we all, yeah, we all yeah, do that. Yeah, it's like Andy McDowell and yeah. all the <laughs> oil of ole adverts. She just sheds her skin. She's, she's like, oh, I just... Uh, <laughs> amazing when I shed my entire body. Yeah. And then you um, spend 15 pounds on a moisturiser. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That that's works. exactly what happens. Um, also, they used to have legs, but they evolved not to have legs. And they evolved from, like, sea creatures that was, like, slithering through rocks... They're really disgusting, um, and um, that's all I'm going to talk about. Actual snakes, what a seamless segment, and into the interesting part, uh, which is urban legends. Now, look, I did a call out on Twitter this week, like, what's your favourite urban legend? Um, it was poo in the bag. Um, if, any, if anybody doesn't know this, it's an urban legend about a girl who goes on a date with a guy that she's fancied for ages, and then they, she goes back to his... And she sleeps with him. And in the morning, she's like, oh, I need to do a poo. And then she goes for a poo, but then she can't flush the poo. Um, and then she's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I can't let this man see that I'm a normal human that poos, um, which we've, we can all relate to. And, uh, and then so she gets the poo out of the toilet in a plastic bag, and she puts it in a plastic bag. And then she's like, look, do you know what? I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to take the bag. I'm just going to leave. Then I can text him, like, a sexy message, like, last night was amazing. And then she, um, her, his door is one of those ones that you open from the inside, and then you lock from the outside and when she leaves the house she realises that she's left the poo in the bag on his kitchen counter right so I heard bedside table yeah bedside table is the classic sorry bedside table there's a lot of variations Um, so yeah so everybody the first time you hear this story you like want to die so that you can never hear it again and then you realise that it's an urban legend which is essentially just a global form of Chinese whispers, right? Because it's just like a story gets worse and worse I and worse and worse. I hear people comparing the yeah, right? yeah. story. Because it probably started with like she farted into a bag. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> just, like, tied that up. She and left, left her like... fart in a jar on her bedside table. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Farting in a bag is such an existential question, isn't it? Like, can one actually fart in a bag? Like, if the, in, if the intention to fart in the bag well, is. Well, if you don't like to look under your seats, things? you've all got a small bag. If you're <laughs> Tonight, yeah. and we're going to find that out. Uh, That's actually what's in the tote bags. Yeah, pages. (laughs) We've all we farted in each individual one, Um, and uh, yeah. So uh, I looked at people's favourite urban legends, and some of them were really really funny. uh, But one of them I didn't even realise was an urban legend. So um, if you want to shout out, you can shout out. But don't worry. Um, What's like a fact that you think about spiders and sleep? Yeah, right. So there's the fact that you eat like you know eight, nine, ten, eleven spiders throughout your life, 
right? And obviously loads of people are always like, well, how would you know that, right? But that's something that you've probably trotted out to somebody else throughout your life. Yeah, that definitely. was started by a professor as an example of how an urban legend can spread. <gasps> what? Yeah, it's like, when, these days it's like when, it, you know, when they do a tweet and they're like, this is how your nudes can spread across the internet. <laughs> uh, but in the back in the day, it was just like, this is how, they did it like by word of mouth. I'm sure which is I've even seen that more... on TV, on like news round or something. Yeah, it's not real. It was literally started as a fake thing. Because how would you, how would you even know? Like, yeah, how, how would you know how many spiders a, a person eats? Like, during their life. Yeah, because you can't see them when they come out the other side. You wouldn't ever know. Yeah, yeah you wouldn't be like, oh, there's Frank. <laughs> how, are you, how would you even go about collecting that data? Would you have to, like, extract them from cadavers? Be like, oh, so there's like a 12 or 13, so it's averaged it to 11. Yeah. 11. Yeah, everyone's got 11 spiders. Why that many? But spiders are digestible, so... Oh okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. literally no evidence. Yet we all believed it yeah. immediately. As soon as you hear it, you're like, yeah. There's a specific number attached to it. I hate spiders. <laughs> Therefore, I will commit this memory as fact. Yeah. And the more yeah, the more you hate spiders, the more the number probably goes up. Like, did you know you swallowed 56 spiders in your life? <laughs> um, also, I didn't realize this was an urban legend. The call is coming from inside the house. So that's actually, you know, they did it in Scream, right? Like with Drew Barrymore. That's actually an urban legend uh, because it's like a babysitter babysitting someone and they get a call and they're like, oh, who is this? And eventually it's like the call is coming from inside the house. That's an urban legend, right? But then Scream just plagiarized it, apparently. Um, if any of this is wrong, by the way, don't shout out now. Speak to me at the end. Um, uh, the best one I heard on Twitter was that I don't think this is this isn't an urban legend this is just like a conspiracy theory which is two different, very different things some guy was like oh um, that Neil Buchanan from Art Attack is actually Banksy <laughs> I love that not a thing um, that has more internal logic than the spiders thing though yeah, like, yeah, you can all imagine yeah. Neil doing that <laughs> you've seen what he can do with a few paper bags and some biscuits yes. Neil just being like I'm so mainstream they'll never know <laughs> everyone hear that Neil Buchanan from Arstack is in a heavy metal band called Madrid <laughs> please do look him up um, but not at night because he is spray painting the walls of London um, also another one that I got sent in was the, the man do you remember, does everyone remember the, sh- the song Shakespeare's sister stay yes. yeah I was obsessed with it when I was a kid um, apparently the rumour is that the guy on the table is actually dead <laughs> that's an urban legend also, also, do you remember when everyone was like, Kel from Keenan and Kel is dead? Yes! Yeah. That was huge! Not dead, living a happy life. So, Yeah, and that the Keenan and Kel episodes that we were watching were actually 10 years old and they'd be dead for years. Yeah. Because, oh. because we always got American TV so much later than America got them, so there's an assumption that the, everything was in the future over there somehow. <laughs> Kel's been dead for 50 years. Yeah. In this very house on this very night. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so what's the, what's the worst urban legend you've ever heard or have I gone through them all? So I was saying earlier um, that there was an urban legend at my school that there was a couple and they were getting sexy and she decided to put some fruit pastels. Three, right? Three fruit pastels up her vagina. And then he could um, get get them out. You have to whisper when you say vagina. Um, Yeah, so he would get them out. And he, you know, they they had a lovely time. Right. And he sort of came up and was like, oh, yeah, that was was great. What flavour was the fourth one? (gasps) And um, yeah, and I said that I said that um, to Rosie, and she was like, "No, in my school, it was wine gums." <laughs> what? So, what's the insinuation that he like that he just ate some kind of like nondescript blob that was? <laughs> that is. If anyone disgusting. knows like any scientific specifics, like let the me female know. body is seventy-five percent amorphous blobs of things. Yes. <laughs> Bits of stuff just coming out of you. Bits yeah. of things. Um, my housemate, who might be here tonight, told me that story, that one last night, which I'd never heard before, and said it in his school it was uh, Milky, Way, Milky Way stars. <laughs> but they oh, would melt. Come on, let's melt. be realistic here. Yeah. Um, do you want to hear the worst one I've ever heard, but it's really disgusting? Yeah. It's really graphic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> one person. Yes. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm going to tell you it. Okay, so uh, we, we thought this was real. My friend, my best friend told me it. Um, and sh- she said, like, oh, my God, um, a friend of a friend went on this date, a second date. So she'd been on one really great date with him. I'm going to end on this, by the way, because you'll all want to go and, like, be sick after. Um, so she went on a second date, and he was like, do you want to come around to mine, and I'll cook you some dinner? And she was like, oh, you're just going to try and sleep with me. He was like, nope, I'm really into cooking. Some people are already, like, recognising it. Uh, yeah. 
And so uh, she went round, and he was he'd cooked this whole three course meal and like, drinks and everything. And um, she had the, he she, he'd really prepared it. And he was like, look, I live with four guys, and they're all out tonight, so we've got the place to ourselves. She was like, oh, okay, fine. And then uh, after the starter, she started feeling really ill. She was like, oh my god, I think I'm, I think I'm going to be ill. Like, I need to go to the toilet. And he was like, sorry, I, re- I live with four guys, right? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run to the loo, just check it's clean and everything. Um, I'll be two seconds. She was like, oh my god, oh my god, something, something's going to happen. So he went into the loo, locked the door. She was outside. And she was like, oh, like, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. And he was like, hang on, I'm just cleaning it, I'm just cleaning it. Anyway, it happened. Oh, no, it happened. It happened in her pants. And then she was like, oh, my God. And he opened the door. He was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Look, please, please don't worry. Like, it's absolutely fine. It happens. I'm so sorry. Like, maybe you've eaten something today. Um, Just go in the shower. I will take all of your clothes. I'll wash them now. Here's a dressing gown. Please don't be embarrassed. What a lovely guy. Except. Except. She went downstairs and he was smearing her (laughs) shit-stained clothes all over her because he had a fetish scat. Um, And then she reported it to the police and they were like, this is the third incident of this kind. We found in the Balham area. Don't go on a date in Balham. But apparently Move that's an urban Ballum, legend, guys. Has anyone else heard this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And was it Ballum? Oh, yeah. oh my god. Yeah. It was what? It was your friend's date. Uh, uh, classic friend of a friend classic untraceable friend of an urban legend but I mean thank god that's an urban legend because if it was true I think we'd all have to go and live in like a commune somewhere and never speak to any men again the house prices in Ballam were to go way down like overnight like put in your bids right now yeah it was a guy that had been sacked from Foxton's that like orchestrated the whole thing she's like fuck you yeah the the scat attack on Ballam yeah scat attack I'm the only person to say scat attack whilst drinking a French 75. <laughs> no, you Kate Moss has definitely said scat attack a number of times throughout her career. She worked with Terry Richardson, so... <laughs> that is completely true. Should we have some more dumb facts from the audience? Yeah! yeah. Get the, where's the bin? In. Where's the bin? Oh, oh, the dummies in the bin. I've never felt more like a shit Debbie McGee. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to do this. I feel like oh, Russell is interfering, so if you don't win... Yeah, then. Alex? Okay, um, this one's really good. I like this one. Um, I have never and still don't understand height, weight, or distance. (laughs) As as a concept at all. (laughs) If you have been affected by any of the issues in tonight's show, um, I once walked four miles from a train station because I thought it would take four minutes. Usain Bolt here or like oh, that <laughs> is the you? one yeah, to be great. who's that oh you are a legend you should be hosting this podcast yeah I'm proud I'm proud of you put all your belongings in that tote in case you end up on the A14 tonight <laughs> <laughs> you got a toothbrush yeah um mine is I thought Silicon Valley was called that because everyone went there for plastic surgery I thought that that's quite I thought that too. I thought that too. genuinely thought that for years yeah I think that's quite sensible. Yeah, yeah I think that's very really sensible. Good. Very sensible, yeah. It's really the, yeah. This is one where you have to kind of fill in the gaps yourself, which is trampolining at the age of 28 with poor coordination plus weak ankles equals A&E. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Oh. Oh. Alison uh, Price, I'm very sorry. What happened? What happened? Um, so my friend decided that she wanted to go trampolining, so he dragged me along, and we were there about 10 minutes yeah. before I fell awkwardly <gasps> on my ankle and a lovely lad who was 18 I found out later told me to go to A&E after giving me an ice pack um, and I had to have like an air cast boot and physio because um, I like fractured my ankle oh my god oh. she fractured her ankle 10 minutes into a trampoline class that she didn't want to go to if anyone couldn't hear that and then got rescued by an 18 year old boy yeah was he was he attractive <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say we haven't mentioned Andre. that you're single yet on the podcast actually so oh, I'm yeah, yeah. single, in case yeah, anyone sorry. was wondering. Just, I mention every six minutes on the podcast that I am single, so... Um, I mentioned it in your intro. I mentioned it in my intro. Cool. And again. If anyone... Well, should we, please should we have your section now, Caroline? Yes, it's time for my segment, everyone. Hello. Is it my... Is it, Hannah, you're looking at yeah, me. Yeah, no, I'm so. looking at you oh, like, like you've got something to say. What could it be? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, um, so... 
and seen. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Dear Caroline, I have itches where there were no itches before. Please, can you help me? Regards, itchy. <laughs> 30, London. <laughs> Alex, we went over this in the thrush episode. If you will wear your swimsuit after the pool, you keep it on all day and you sit on a radiator, you will get thrush. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm not doing a wash. I'm too busy. <laughs> I'm too busy having it all. <laughs> um, no, as some of you probably know, my um, book is about a, a woman in an office with kind of a soulless job and, and the way that she sort of keeps her own self-esteem buoyed is um, by uh, doing this agony ant column online. And while I was writing the book, I had a lot of research into the world of agony ants. It turns out they've been around for like a minute, like a like since 1691. Wow, that's ages. Considering women couldn't vote then, it seems very like peppy that we were asking them for advice. <laughs> what like, were they even complaining about? Yeah. <laughs> dear Deirdre, who do I vote for? Oh, never mind. You don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, but the weird origin story of that is there was um, this 32-year-old man called John Dunton. Don't know why his age is appropriate here. But um, he owned a sort of a suite of newspapers and he was cheating on his wife and found he had no one to discuss it with. <laughs> it's just toxic masculinity. That is just a uh, yeah. problem like, we've all faced at some point or another in our adolescence, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying this affair. If only I had someone to discuss it with. Hang <laughs> yeah. on a minute. What if there was an interactive paper supplement in which I could ask an imaginary woman what to do and she could tell me? <laughs> and that's exactly what he did. So yeah, he started the first ever Agony Ann column in his paper, the Athenian Gazette in Georgia. And uh, after that, people realized, because there was such a kind of a, a print boom at the time, that like you could get your readers to populate your newspaper for free. Like, if you think about it, like, wow, we could get them to write the goddamn paper with their silly problems. That's exactly what they did. And what's really weird about the time period is that um, they, like, it's like pre-men ever talking to women. So, like, they, they have wives and they have sisters and they have mothers. But if they can't talk to any of those people, they're just like, what, how do I, how do I speak to these creatures of the night? They just, like, wallow around the place. I'll talk to an anonymous woman. So it became really, really popular as like a means for men to learn about what it is that women do, which is why agony ants are traditionally female. Which mad, right? But was he the was he being the answerer as well? He was being the woman answerer. Yes, he had a fake female persona, so he wasn't really interacting with any women. So, <laughs> I mean, my, my assumption was that he was always in drag for it. That he would just put on rollers. <laughs> He would just write it yeah. himself and then like quickly grace and Perry up and then just yeah. sort of like write the reply. <laughs> just a way for himself to feel better about like, you know, Gladys says it's fine that I'm cheating on my wife. Yeah. So <laughs> it's totally fine. So then um, they come into proper real popularity in the Victorian times because there's sort of this notion of like courtly love takes over and like all these like newly middle class women, because the whole middle class is happening for the first time. They're like, I want to behave and act like I am a princess all the time. And uh, I'm going to, like, 
read all these novels and all this literature about how uh, you can't stand under an umbrella with a man without him thinking things about you or you can't share a handkerchief and like what does it mean and it just creates these two things happen at the same time which is that like you have this boom in literacy because everyone's reading for the first time and also boom in thinking about yourself because you have leisure time and like <laughs> I'm just gonna think about how people can pursue me for for hours and hours at a time and this huge huge Victorian boom of agony ants happens around then at the same time there's like obviously Victorians are afraid of talking about themselves in any way or having any physical bodily functions so one of the questions was with one of the historic agony ants was what do I do when a man talks to me (laughs) (laughs) the answer of which was contemptuous silence (laughs) contemptuous silence is the best reproof for such impertinence which is uh, something you can go away with tonight and then um so after the, first, after the First World War, all these women get jobs and stuff, and they like start writing to their agony aunts, being like, oh, you know, I've got this job, I really love having a job, now my husband's come back from war, what do I do? And the advice was always just like, yeah, can your job? No, no job, no job for you. Just, job. Yeah, go back to the man. Yeah, quit the goddamn job. So this thing has been happening for hundreds of years, and I scanned like so many agony aunt columns today, and out of that, I made up a little game. I'm so excited for this game. Yeah, it's a very, very good game. It's very game. good, and you can all play. This is the Agony Ant Problem Generator. Lucy Vine, I'm going to make you go first. Three <laughs> numbers, three numbers between one and nine. And I'll tell you what your Agony Ant problem is. Seven, yes. four, three. She says seven, four, three. Seven, four, seven, four three. three. Two fat ladies, seven, four, three. <laughs> You are about to have a sexually charged moment with your dead dog. <laughs> She's dead! She's, She's dead! Dog, so that's that's so harsh. Very, very sorry. So, dear Caroline, I've had a sexually charged moment with my dead dog. What next? You know, jail. I think, I think jail yeah. is the answer. Yeah, jail is the next. Yeah, very, sometimes agony anting is very, very easy. Yeah, it's just one word. Um, so, next, Amy Jones in the front row. Three numbers between one and nine. She says, eight, six, and four. You're having an elaborate affair with your flatulent bitch sister-in-law. <laughs> so, dear Caroline, I'm having an elaborate affair with my flatulent bitch sister-in-law. Does anyone have any advice for Amy? You Keep know, going, it sounds hot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you feel what you feel, just go with it. Like, yeah. yeah, just like, fine. Yeah, someone's cheersing you in the back. <laughs> Bitch sister-in-law is here to yeah. in your heart. <laughs> She's picking you up. Hannah, I'm going to ask you for the third one. Three Ooh. numbers between one and nine. Don't look at my sheet. Okay. Um, nine, two, <gasps> and six. You're having... Dear Caroline, my problem is I have a long-held grudge with my jealous husband's secretary. Ooh. Oh, that's more of a classic one. That's a really good one. Yeah. Mm. What's your advice for Hannah? Um, Shaga first. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all right. What can he do? If you've been, if then he goes there, you'll be like, sloppy seconds, mate. <laughs> Hannah's boyfriend is in the audience tonight, yeah, so hello. just like... Yeah. But he doesn't have a secretary, so it's okay. We're watching you, mate, so... <laughs> all right, Alex, I'm going to make you do the final one. All right, go on. Think um, real hard. Three numbers been one night. Okay, um, uh, two, <gasps> two, <gasps> and six. You're having a dilemma... With your jealous, sexy dad. (laughs) Which is actually incredibly on point because Alex is the only person I know who fully likes hanging out with their own father. Like, will go on holidays with their own father, so... That's true. Uh, What's my dilemma with my jealous, sexy dad? (laughs) And what's... Yeah, yeah. Give me me some advice. I think if you're attracted to your own father, you're truly just attracted to your own self. So maybe whack out the rabbit and... uh, Yeah. And think of England. Yeah. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Fine. You look quite similar to him as well. You look quite similar to him. I look scarily similar to him, which is not cool when you. Let's move on. (laughs) Um, Where's the dumb bin? The dumb bin. I think the the dumb bin comes out after the next bit. Oh, Oh, hold the dumb bin. Slick. We're nearly at the end, so you can all. Yeah, yeah. Um, That is nearly all we have time for tonight. But we do have time for a smart lesson to round things off. Um, and this is a part of the show where traditionally we try to bring ourselves a little bit closer to the feminist nirvana 
which is obviously becoming a smart woman, of course. Yeah, obviously. Um, and something all smart women have to do is stay up to date with trends. It's very important. Yeah, so yeah. could you all please welcome to the stage the trend reporter whose only qualification is nominative determinism, On the Vine with Lucy Vine. Woo! You've got a microphone of your own. Hi, Lucy. Hi. Hi. Look at her hair. Remember what we said about the hair? Bridesmaid hair. All yeah. the time. I'm so drunk. Bridesmaid hair. <laughs> I've had one of those cocktails. They're so strong. Yeah. yeah. And I knew I was really drunk because when you did that bit about um, Art Attack Guy not being Manxy, I was genuinely really upset. <laughs> Everyone was laughing and I was like, oh, what? Just crying in the front row. Yeah. Oh, my God, that is amazing. I'm just opening my script because I did not get a clipboard. Oh, Take mine, because I'm drunk I don't want as well. Your... Um, okay. So Lucy comes on every so often, once a month, kind of. Yeah, you're like our period. Yeah. <laughs> Day three. Oh, clipboard oh, by Debbie hello. McGee. Who doesn't have the... Okay, whatever, yeah. it's fine. Thank you very um, much. I'm grateful. <laughs> so Lucy, what are the trends uh, for so, this yes. month or indeed this summer, I suppose? So I am your trends expert. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to... Yeah, th- think of me as your Twitter hashtag... Um, <laughs> But with fewer rape threats. (laughs) I mean, I said fewer, not none. Not none, yeah. So basically, I'm here to tell you what is the three things that are going to be really cool in the month of July, which is soon. So, at number three, I believe, is it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, number three, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. (laughs) So, in at number three this month is... Having a pretentious take on Love Island. So, is anyone here watching Love Island? Okay, the rest of you have lies. Fuck you. (laughs) So, it just feels like, you know, like everybody has to have some kind of pretentious take. Um, And, and like, why can't we just enjoy our shitty choices? Yeah. That's so true. I don't don't want to read anything about, like, problematic or feminist Love Island. I just want to watch sexy people get off in a darkened room. Yeah, I just want to see the the covers. so wrong. The hot people having sex. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with watching people have sex. legal porn. That's what I want. Yeah. (laughs) It's not that legal, is it? That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Is it legal? Yeah, why do we have to decide if we want to hate Shag Adam because of the patriarchy or whether we want to punch Eol because of choices we made as a child? Can't we just agree (laughs) that we hate them because they are garbage people? Yeah. So that's, that's in at number three for me. Um, yeah, I haven't. I haven't. I got really addicted to Love Island so much that I think it impacted my income two years ago. <laughs> uh, but you could have done a pretentious um, take on it. I could have done a pretentious Guardian. take on it, actually. Yeah. In between um, waitress stories. But I'm not smart enough, so I can't. Oh, you um, are. Nah. I'm, I feel <laughs> like we should like, have made like a pretentious take generator as well as an agony ant yeah, problem generator. Yeah, right. It's like my feminism includes bikini lines plus <laughs> snugging on the first date equals. <laughs> Love Island take. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's on every night apart from Saturday. No, it's quite a commitment, isn't it? But it's I'm prepared to make that commitment. Fair, well, I admire you because yeah. I'm too busy in basements of pubs trying to make people laugh. So. <laughs> Amazing. Come. Yeah, so then in at number two this month is having a pet with a cool name. And by that, I mean the name is literally cool. Oh. Because Zayn Malik and Gigi Hadid have a pet horse called Cool. What? It's quite hard to say Are as well. Called get... Cool. I thought they'd split up. Yeah, they did. And um, that, then he's just given this GQ interview saying that um, because they're adults, they don't have to put a label on it, which is something you do at 23, isn't it? You just kind of go, I'm just going to break up with you, but then continue to have sex with you and hate myself and cry and then have sex with you again and also cry at the same time. By the way, I fully believe that that is only Zayn Malik's horse. <laughs> like, the, the, like Zayn Malik, the only person who has as soulful eyes as he does is a full-grown horse. And he just like <laughs> presses his nose up to it and be like, you're the only one that gets it. People only react to us two beings the same way. We are immensely relaxing for other people to view. <laughs> We have a quiet authority that has echoed decades. So what are you guys going to call your couple horse is what I wanted to ask. My couple horse? Um, you don't have a couple, so shut up. Oh. Neither do I. Chill out, everybody. 
I think I well I'm going to buy a horse with you and I'm going to call it you've got nicer hair than me <laughs> I'll call my couple horse Alex and then you're involved oh, so, oh, like, you know. so, so when you're having sex with your horse <laughs> I'm don't worry, babe I'm going to call my horse after you <laughs> you're not alone so I'm going to be hung like a horse in your relationship. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice. I feel involved. Why not? I'm going to call my horse Frida Kahlo because it's a misappropriate feminist icon. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to paint on a unibrow every single day and call it feminism because being even vaguely associated with Frida Kahlo is now feminism. Yes. <laughs> That's what is we Gavin know. Is going to be all right with that? <laughs> Gavin's feeling deflated right now. <laughs> Anyway, Gavin amazing. is Caroline's yeah. horse, who is over there. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So, anyway, in at number one for this month is surprise albums. Ooh, okay. So, because anything Beyonce does is a trend, Beyonce dropped yet another surprise album, but of course, no one's listened to it yet because it's not Tidal. Fair play. <laughs> I brought out a surprise book, but it was only a surprise because none of my friends and family cared that it was happening. <laughs> Caroline, did you consider making your book a surprise? or I did, yes, yeah. yes. But then I realised that I was incredibly insecure and needed everybody to know I was doing anything at all. You also did a video promo for your book in the Louvre, didn't you, with Gavin? Yeah, where did, you were in, like, yes. multicoloured suits. We're in matching suits, yes. Yeah, it was yeah. very expensive, guys. Yeah, very expensive, but, you know, the book's doing well, so what can you do? <laughs> Amazing. Anybody yeah, else bring out a surprise album? Um, or are you not allowed to tell us? No, I tell everybody everything the second I meet them because I need <laughs> approval. <laughs> At this point, though, wouldn't it be more surprising if, like, Beyonce just had a normal yeah. press campaign where she's like, the album's coming out on August 15th, here's where you can buy it, it's on a CD. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't be like, whoa, that's so original. <laughs> I've actually been thinking about bringing out a surprise album of all the times in the podcast that I've just been like, oh, Karen, can you say that again, but slower? <laughs> and I think, I think you guys would really appreciate that, right? It's like a kind of... Oh, know, I'd love that, yeah. It wouldn't, wouldn't sell much, but it would be very niche. Yeah. Lovely. I'd sell two copies, me and Caroline. <laughs> just me going, no, Alex, that doesn't make sense. That's problematic. Yeah. Escort <laughs> me out. <laughs> and those are my tracks. Yay! Thank you. Stay on the stage. Oh, okay. Stay on the stage, yes. Are we doing one more tote bag giveaway? I think we are, yes. Where's Same the bag. bin? Where's Bins the... I'll get it. I'll get it. Yeah. Where's the dumb gone. bin? Oh, don't make me climb up on a stool again. Oh, thanks, mate, because oh. I haven't drank enough tonight. That's cool. Thank you. <laughs> okay, this is the, it's not the depressing last tote that can be won in the evening, so... Can I take one? Yeah, yeah, do. excited. The final, the final tote bag giveaway. The totes, by the way, are worth £1,000 each, so you can sell them on eBay tomorrow. Um, I'm excited about these. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw mine. Um, Lucy, do you want to read yours out? Go first. Oh, yours is an essay. Sorry. In an ill-advised decision, I took acid at a friend's place before meeting my girlfriend later that night. I sexted her later in the night, saying, I'm banana-strapped and ready to go. <laughs> Full disclosure, that's my ex-boyfriend who's yeah. a good pal and he's sat right over there. Hi, Sash. Um, so, yeah, give him, give him a toe. Because he'll never use it and then I'll sell it again. Um, okay, mine is, um, I asked my friends, what is the Fleetwood Mac? <laughs> is anyone owning up to that yeah, one? Yeah, this lady. <laughs> Okay, mine one is quite good, actually. Once I went to the airport a day after my flight, I got the whole way through the airport before they caught me. My family have never let me live it down. Oh, no! And that's uh, Cassie, who has put their hand up over there. She has great hair. She does have great hair. Woo! Yeah, give a round of applause. Get, get the energy up for the last, the last tote bag of the night. The last tote bag. Who will it be? Once, when drunk, I sat locked for an hour in my hall's bathroom, thinking I couldn't get out before I remembered the door didn't have a lock. <laughs> she was trapped in a yeah, glass case of emotion. Grace. Who was that? Oh, Grace. Oh, it's Grace. Grace is my publicist. She arranges <laughs> events like these. Grace, Grace is a smart woman. Thank you, Grace. You got, you got out eventually in order to publicise my book so thank now. you very much for escaping the hall's toilet big round for Grace yeah, yeah. Woo! Woo! slapping my thigh yeah 
Okay. Well, I'm going to try this again. Yep. Good work. Okay. Yeah, good work. So that's it. Thank you to Harry Harris for our jingles. He's not here tonight. Never mind. Gavin Day for our logo and for taking photos of our double chins tonight. Yeah. He's a man. <laughs> um, thank you, Andrew from Soho Radio, for helping to record over there. I retract that if it didn't record. Um, thanks, Lucy Vine, for bringing your beautiful yeah. bridesmaids and putting us on the shame. Um, thanks to Rosie and Tottenham's Court, Waterstones Tottenham Court Road. Um, they thanks to Mitch by the bar. Um, they have loads of cool feminist events at Waterstones Tottenham Court Road. Caroline was here last night doing a cool feminist yeah. event and might be here again at some point. We don't know. Um, so please check them out. Uh, finally, thanks to anyone who's listening in the future, if it recorded. And um, most importantly, thank you to our lovely audience for coming. Yeah, thank you so much. It's really nice. Um, you know, without you guys, this is just people talking to and nobody in a room. And the book, the book. The book. Rosie's yeah. pointing to the book because uh, Caroline... I don't know if you know, Caroline has a, has a book, book on oh. sale in this very shop. Yeah, and if, so, you, if yeah. you want to like buy it or perhaps get it signed or talk to me about Zayn Malik's horse. Yes! Zayn Malik or horses. Yeah. Either together, I don't mind. But yeah. I'm d- d- sticking around for a little while to chat to everyone and talk about my book if you want to. So please come say hi. Thank you very much. Selling a little? or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.